What's happening, party people, and welcome to it. This is Damian L. Butler, and this is Tuesdays and Thursdays Leadership Sessions on the Manifest One Empowerment Media Network. Thank you all for joining us this episode. We appreciate the time that you've taken to listen to past episodes, and hope that you are enjoying everything you're getting out of the Remain Coachable series that we have going on. Thank you all for the input, uh, the connection, the uh, feedback, and the rating. Your efforts are helping us grow, and we appreciate every bit of it. We're going to dive right into this week's episode. It's another session of Remain Coachable, and today we're talking with Donovan Lacey. He is a college student entering his third year playing Division I lacrosse, coaching youth lacrosse, and testing his chops as an entrepreneur. So we're going to dive right into the conversation. With Donovan Lacey. All right, what does a uh, what does a quote uh, uncoachable uh, child is uh, unemployable unemployable adult? What is that? Do you agree with it? Was that a quote mean to you? Uh, when was the first time you were coached? What is your uh, coaching or leadership philosophy? Uh, if you could go, if you could give your younger self advice, what would it be and at what age and uh, what leadership lessons are you learning from the current social political environment? Uh, good questions. All right. Um, from the quote, you know, I definitely, I definitely agree with that, you know, because through each, as you get older, you have different coaches in your life and you're going to learn from those coaches and each coach you have going to learn something different you know but if you're going to be so one-dimensional then that's going to reflect to you in that workforce that's, that's going to lose you're going to lose opportunities if you're not coachable so if you're not coachable then your coach is not going to put you in position to you know do better and put you give the opportunity to play like for my sake if I wasn't coachable then there was no shot that I would be where I am right now and for those years that I'm coachable, I have those opportunities to be employed or to learn from other really good coaches. So in conclusion, I totally agree with that quote. And I feel like people need to know that quote more because it's it's a good quote to know and it's just something to live by, I would say. Okay. So how long have you been how long have you been playing sports and like how old were you when you started getting coached? Um, probably four years old, I would say. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my pops was my first coach, so I've always, you know, learned from him. But as I grew older, you know, I had different coaches throughout the years and I got to learn something different from each coach, you know, so each coach definitely taught me something different, which was good for me. So who that, Actually, let me go back. Those coaches that I've had in the past have shaped me to who I am right now. Okay. You know, so I'm grateful for having those coaches, you know. And as much as, as it is as, you know, having other coaches, if you can't coach yourself as well and, you know, figure out your own mistakes, then you're not going to, you know, get to where you want to be as well, I feel like. Okay. How many sports did you play coming up? Like different coaches, different coaching styles. Uh, 
soccer, basketball, baseball, cross country, and then lacrosse. So I had a decent amount of coaches growing up. So you said if you if you can't coach yourself, so you you really you know, you're not going to learn. That's basically a, a level of self discipline. Yeah, it's like self discipline. You know, kind of holding yourself to to a higher accountability. Is that okay. what I And I mean, so it's also self awareness. Exactly. It, I mean, it, you you have to understand, have an idea of where you are, and you know where where you want to go. So coaching yourself what are some of the things that you knew early that you that you had to do what that you had to do differently from the people around you your peers and uh other teammates so for me like when coach would talk about things like say like in college you know they're talking about stuff on the field but for me i have to see it you know so after practice you know i would once film is uh, uploaded i would go and huddle i would watch film for like 30 45 minutes so i could visually see from like a bird's eye point of view what he was talking about and with me that gives me you know it gets me up to speed but also it gets me ahead because like i'm watching film and i'm learning from the offense and also from my teammates as well so not learning from not just from myself but from my teammates as well can put me in a position to where if i'm in my teammates position i know what to do at that certain point in time if that makes sense it, it does it does and it's like as with like teaching lacrosse is hard, but you know, getting people to understand what you want, you know, what happens, and we do things. We spend two hours together on the field, going through different drills. We scrimmage, but trying to get a player to take the next step or go to the next level is hard because they don't understand that the, the extra work that goes in. Right. So you played on some pretty good teams. You know, I, we, we talk a lot about the uh, the Nation United team and, you know, how y'all overachieved for that, that summer, that the summer and fall that y'all were together. And that, that was expected. I mean, that's what that's part of what that program does. But when you when you go back and you've gone back to coach that team, right? Uh, I haven't coached that team, but I'm still close to a lot of those like younger kids. So I'll, like whenever they're in Maryland, I'll definitely, you know, go to tournaments, you know, talk to them and just you know be by their side so okay so it's not but you are coaching yeah i coach i'm uh mdx so how do you so you how, how do you get that level of self-awareness and uh responsibility and accountability how do you teach that to the next generation so basically i just tell them because like a lot of them right now they're small they're skinny like i was in that same shoes as they were you know and it's you could do as much as I tell them, you can do as much as you can on the field, but it's also what you do off the field. Like you can be, you can be the best ground ball man. You can be the best feeder, but it's also, you know, increasing your IQ. And I remember I had one kid I was talking to who's a freshman. And he was like, what can I do to get better? And I was like, watch film, you know, watch the defensive film, you know, watch how they approach, watch how they communicate, you know, watch how, watch where they are when they're, when they're that backside guy. It's all the little things that I tell them that's going to help them get to a position where they have the opportunity to get to that next level. So what, which, what is, what's one of your favorite coaching tools? Favorite coaching tools? 
Favorite coaching tools. What do you mean by that? Like what kind what of do you, like one of you when either on the field, off the field, what what's a, a way for you to, to continually communicate with the uh with the young man that you're working with? I mean like YouTube or just hands-on or uh, y'all have a lot of uh conversations off the field? Yeah, we definitely do talk a lot off the field because you know he's a, he's a bright young kid, so I know he has a bright future. So, and I know what that's like, cause that was me and there's a lot of potential for him. So I would just want to, I use what I used to make sure that he can be put in that same position and have those same opportunities. Okay. You know, looking at you and, and, and the success that you and your brother have are having, cause this is uh, Nate's freshman year, right? Correct. So he, he's getting ready to go into his freshman year. So the, the connection y'all had in YouTube is like huge for y'all. I mean, I, I don't know if it's a YouTube generation. I can't really say that because I like it. I try to use it as much as I can, but you're, you, you were, uh, you were big in, in for the, the video piece for him and, and making, you know, really dope mixtapes as I call them. And your highlight tapes are, uh, are pretty good. And that's, I guess, can I can I say it's an entrepreneur or a side business or something else you you do and yeah. you're growing off the field? Is it it's a that's another endeavor something else that you're for lack of a better word something else you're good at? Yeah, it's something it's something I always you know loved to do. I was always big on video editing probably since sophomore junior of high school. You know, and I didn't start really getting into it until. You know, we needed highlight tapes to be for like the whole recruitment process. So once I was in the recruitment process and once my brother was in the recruitment process, when like a lot of my friends were, then that's when I started, you know, getting into it. And I kind of like once I got to college, I kind of fell off because like most of my friends were uh, in college, but I still, you know, looked out for my brother. I still told him that I, you know, if you need a highlight tape, you know, whether I'm in college or not, I got you, you know, because as much as it's like, doing what I love to do. It's also helping my brother out so he can have those same opportunities and, you know, be in that position where he can be successful as well. So um, as you talk, I'm writing down our things that you said, independence, self-awareness, self-reliance, coach yourself, get, get your game IQ up. Uh, Self-accountability, I would say is a big one. Accountability, I, that, was, that was when I, I missed accountability. And that's huge because I, I'm, you know, as far as it, the leader development goes, I, there are three tools, three traits, three skills. I, you know, depends on how you want to put it. But three things that leaders need. They need to be able to communicate. You know, you need to be able to tell people what you want, tell people, you know, where they're going, where the, what the purpose is or why we're doing something. You have to be able to build a relationship because no matter how well you communicate, if you don't have a relationship with someone, you know, things just don't happen the way you want them to and that accountability piece because you're putting out information and people are following your words. So if something goes wrong, they're going to come back to you and you need to be able to handle it. And if, if you can, if it starts at home, if it starts with you, it'll spill over into the rest of the world. And it, you develop those skills that you can go from team to team. You can deal with turn. You, you can deal with the, the, the turmoil that comes, but you've had the, the uh, you, you've practiced the skills enough that is just another opportunity to grow. So with that growth and turmoil, you know, lacrosse is in a, in a, uh, a unique place. How does 
the you know just the current climate is in, in the world in lacrosse and outside how does that affect your uh your leadership and your your place on the team so i think look like so my freshman year you know i had great leaders and i was able to look up to and what we do at sacred heart is we have like a big brother program where each freshman is paired up with an upperclassman and that's kind of just like our big brother and the one in Big brother I had was also a captain, so I got to learn a lot from him. And I learned a lot in those last two years. And going off off the field as well, you know, probably someone I look up to as a leader is just, you know, my pops. You know, he's he's a huge leader, you know, in and out the house, so no matter where he is, what his role is. So I kind of take those characteristics and I try to do what I can to reflect those onto the field or when I'm at school. I agree. I mean, I worked with your dad and worked for your dad. We we did a lot of. I, I learned a lot from him. I mean, he. It was a. I was a. It was a process for me to kind of change some things up, but he he has a way of getting his point across where it's not about shutting you down or beating you over the head or anything, but you come around to getting the information, and he, he's real persuasive. And, and methodical in the way he does things. So I could definitely see that uh, transferring to you and, and, and how you lead. But going to, you know, just, just talking about lacrosse, just as a, a question, why is it, what what is it about the game that, you know, teams like the Nation United have to be formed and, you know, we're not, where, where is that going? How do, how do we, I don't know, I can't say, I don't even know how to ask the question. But why is this such a problem with respect on the field? Where does for the game to be the the oldest game on the continent, the, the creators game created by Native Americans, and why? Where does that process come from? And how? With we go back, and you know, you can argue the fact that Jim Brown is one of the greatest lacrosse players of all time. But. And we still, we, I mean, we're, we're, we have a presence in the game. We've always had a presence in the game, but how does that, why is it, what's the issue? And uh, how do we, how do we, how do we make it better? So I just think, well, over the years, definitely lacrosse has shaped like predominantly white sport. So you don't see, you know, that many minorities people playing it. And, you know, the minorities that play it now, you know, they're kind of scared because, you know, you don't know what's going to happen on the field. Like, there's some, there, there's been a few times where it's like, there's been a few like racial issues that that I've seen firsthandly. So I feel like that could be, you know, scared. And then that's why I feel like Nation United came, where it's like they want to have that alliance. They want to have that group where you feel safe, you feel comfortable. They're like they're promoting diversity in the sport of lacrosse. You know, to show that little kids can, you know, be able to play this sport. In a predominantly white area, and still be successful. Has what has the has the current environment affected your game at all? Your game and your philosophy towards the game and life in general. I feel all? like the environment it definitely you know motivated me, and it definitely you know pushed me to you know do that extra rep, do that extra set because you know a lot of people you know they doubt young black lacrosse players, you know, and being able to, you know, prove people wrong 
and be successful in a predominantly white sport, you know, it's, it's huge for yourself, but also huge for your peers. It's huge for the uh, younger generation, you know, and being success, successful in, a, in an environment like this can also motivate younger people as well. With MDX, you're working with uh, top talent. I mean, you're making sure that the young people get what they need on the field and off the field. Your, your growing relationships, the mentor relationship is is huge. I mean, I, I hear you haven't said mentoring, but I mean, everything you say about the relationship with the, you know, that the one particular player and helping him get better, get stronger, helping your brother, you know, stay focused and, and get what he needs to get. So it's, it's funny it's, you said it's funny you said the uh, the mentoring because I don't know if you heard of uh, Charm Nation out in uh, Baltimore. I have. So they actually had like a like a mentor program that I actually took part of, and basically what it was was I had I think he's a uh, sophomore junior in high school that plays on Charm Nation, and probably like earlier like in the spring like during when everyone's quarantine we had zoom calls and basically we would just talk you know talk about like you know being black and sport of lacrosse and just any questions he had and you know as much as it was a mentor mentorship opportunity it was also you know building that relationship for me and for him as well you know it goes both ways i talk about reverse mentorship all the time i mean you you come in and the mentee learns some things, but just in the process of building our relationship, the mentor learns as well. So, right. and, and you, sometimes it, it, it happens by accident, but a lot of times it's very, uh, very purposeful. It's like you, you're doing something to make sure your mentor is taking, looking, is, it's taken care of. You're, you're looking out for your mentee and your mentee's looking out for you. So it, it goes both ways. I mean, that relationship is, is the, is the key to the whole thing because I talked to uh, quite a few people, and everybody said that their teammates are a, a big part of helping them cope with all the all the madness that's going on. I mean, I, I had the opportunity to talk to uh, Chaz Woodson a few times. He talked to my team over the uh, over quarantine, and he and I had a conversation that we had on our previous episode of the podcast and he said growing up that it was just you know he enjoyed what he was doing but he had good teammates you know he had good people around him to keep him focused you know and he was he was never in a, uh it was never a worry for him he always just got to enjoy you know what he was doing and doing what he did was i mean just the right thing he just played he played lacrosse he played for a good coach and he had good teammates and he became a coach and you know he, he taught his players to, to do the right thing but it's, it's like the relationships were, are key to this moving and and dealing with all the a lot of it is is there but when you have people in your corner it's, it's definitely uh easier you know you don't feel alienated or like you're 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 not the only one the only black player in the team right or you no, we're like we're five. Oh wow oh, that that's a lot yeah it's that's good it, and yeah it's definitely good to have that connection because like like my freshman year we had two 
sophomore year we had three, and then we brought in two more this year. So we're all we're all definitely close, you know, because we all know that it's not a singular fight, you know, it's just a team fight. It's just a bond that we have together. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. So do you get a uh, do you do you have a option for a fifth year because of last year, or that was just extended to uh, seniors? No, I have an option as well. Oh, okay. So are you going to take it or are you going to just full and done? Uh, most likely plan to get in my uh, MBA in some way. Okay. So we'll see where uh, the finance works in that. But no, yeah, I would definitely love to, uh, you know, play a fifth year. So after after college, what, what are the aspirations? What's the future look like? Uh. I was uh, probably corporate job somewhere, but if getting the opportunity to play like PLO or MLO came into picture, you know, I would definitely love that. You know, it's always been, it's always been a dream to play at the, at that level, especially, you know, people like Kyle Harrison, who I've like looked up to my whole life. If, well, hopefully he's still in the league. And if I get the opportunity to play against, you know, my idol, then that'd be, that'd be huge for me. You know, Kyle Harrison, you can say is, the Michael Jordan of lacrosse. He's in that conversation. Of, you know, you got a few people in there that could say that, but he has that kind of stature in the game. Right. But when I met him, I was just like, we literally just started talking. We were at an uh, event and he came and then I, you know, I saw him, hey, how are you doing? We shook hands and then we were going to another event and just the conversation just flowed. And then I end up hanging out with uh, uh, Jeremy Audrey. I met him, you know, at the, at, just standing there, I met Kyle's father. Um, and it's just the access you have to all these people. I mean, I'm playing lacrosse, like I said, I'm in a pay to play league, but I'm playing with former, uh, you know, NLL, MLL players. Being on, you know, at seminars, I'm, you know, coaches around here, there are three division one programs around here. And I mean, they had the, the stature and the access you have to people is you know outstanding and if you get to play i mean you'll 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 be one of those people that kids see and and they can get to because did you know that your picture is still on the uh promo for uh laxcon really actually i did see i did see that i did see that that's crazy i was because i was i was uh looking up some stuff today they sent out all the information for virtual laxcon which is going to be different Scroll down to the bottom, there you are. Nation United standing on the steps. I'm like, oh man, that's I wonder if it, I I thought so I wonder if y'all making any money from that, but I wish, man. I wish. <laughs> but that I mean that, that that's a that's a dope experience. But I mean, I I I just like to to hear the, the journey that you've gone through from you know being shorter than me to now being, you know, I'm looking up at you. Uh, that's that's a, just watching that process. But in college, just when well, you're not college, but high school, you played basketball and lacrosse. Why'd you pick lacrosse? Uh, I picked lacrosse because I think it was so. It was after my freshman year, I was at a recruiting tournament, and I started to get college interest as you know, just like my freshman year, and I had nothing for basketball, and I was like. This is what I want to do, you know. So after that, I didn't really draw. I didn't necessarily drop basketball, 
but I just I was just ten toes down, hundred percent focused for lacrosse because I knew that's where I wanted to. That's what I wanted to play in college, and I knew I had I had a huge mountain to climb to get there. You know, so I just I worked and I grinded to get to get where I am right now, and I'm still grinding. You know, but. I chose lacrosse because, you know, it's a fast sport. I love to run, obviously, and I get to hit people. So it's not really, <laughs> better, not really, not really better combination than that. And it's definitely, it, 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 I've learned it's, it's better than football. It's, it's better than football. And you can play a lot longer too. Like here I am at my age, I'm, I play and I, I contribute. I'm not a superstar, but I can contribute, but it's, it's a, it's a dope game, and a lot of people, and, and that's a, the answer that a lot of people give is they just played and decided this is what they wanted to do. It was fun; they enjoyed. It. I mean, it was, it was. I'm, it's like I'm, I'm just bewildered by all the, the madness that comes with lacrosse because it's such a fun game. You have a good time with it, but politics are politics, and people think the way they think. So, yeah. But you get a good group of people around you, like you said, and all that stuff kind of you you learn from it and it makes you stronger. It makes you stronger. Of high school or college? Can it be about like anything or just focus on lacrosse? Anything? Uh, I would say freshman, sophomore year, and I would say, you know, High school, high school, my phone. And what I would say to myself is just, you know, don't slack on the academics because a lot of people think that, oh, you don't need good grades to play D1, which is so misleading, so untrue. You know, you need the grades, especially for lacrosse, you know, all the schools, that all the Division One schools are, you know, pretty good schools, I would say. So you can't really slack off in high school and think, oh, just because you have skill doesn't mean that you're going to get into the school. You know, like a lot of coaches would rather take that kid with like a 3.6 GPA and average skills than that superstar with like a 2.2 GPA, you know? So I would, I would definitely say focus on your academic don't don't get distracted because that's probably the biggest thing in high school, that, that, especially with like a, like when I was a, in high school, the whole whole recruiting, recruiting thing. thing that was definitely oh, I like that. Um, academics that could have been it. like a distraction. Stay well, not like not that's it, but focus on yourself. A way off the right road. So just do don't get do what distracted. You do keep your eyes on your paper. You, make sure you know, focus on yourself. Stay, like you said, independence, uh, coach yourself, self awareness, self reliance, self discipline, accountability. I mean, like they, the themes ring out. Yes, the themes definitely ring out. So, if you can do that mm-hmm. now, and and that all comes from, like you said, the coaches that that you've been around, and they've shaped you to uh, who you are now. They've done a good job. They've done a good job. I mean, I I, I appreciate the opportunity I get to talk to you through social media. You know, I I, I talk you up and, and hype you up a little bit. When I talk to different players, younger players, like, they'll just go ahead and play. You can play basketball. You can do other things. You can be good at both. Make a decision and go after it. So I you know, I appreciate that I, I am uh, – I get to 
watch this journey. I mean, it's a, it, it's, it definitely speaks to relationship building. And, and I don't talk to your dad all the time, especially being, you know, way out here, uh, out West, well, in, in the Midwest, but relationships are important. And I, I appreciate the ones that I have because he has helped me connect to a few people out here that, are, that have a pretty good influence in the lacrosse world. So I'm learning from them to try to figure out, you know, the best way to, to move forward. Because just like you, you just figure this is what you want to do. I wanted to be a football coach. And I say that all the time. I had no idea that I'll, this is where I'd end up being. I wanted to be a defensive coordinator. But just through relationships and, and, and doing what needs to get done and having, having good people in my corner, you know, here I am. I get to be a part of a, a journey, get to, talk to some, get to talk to good people, get to cheer people on over the internet, watch their first college goal, which was dope. Good, being in the right place at the right time. Literally, man, literally. So I'm looking forward to the 2020, 2021 season to see what else you got going on out there and, and see what comes next. Man, I, I hope that the relationship that you uh, that you're building with, you know, folks like Kyle Harrison pay off and get you to the MLL or PLL and get you to play on that level. But, you know, I, I appreciate, you know, f- appreciate you for the players that the young players that you spend time with to help them get to where they want to be and they get to understand what it takes to go to, you know, whatever school, be it division one, division three, NAI, you're just, just sewing into them. So to help, to help them get to where they want to go out, you know, that that's, that's commendable. So, you know, the leadership journey is a, is a long one, but you know, you're focused on it. You haven't given up, you're just succeeding. And, and there's way more success to come, so. Thanks for having me, man. Love to do this again. There we have it. Another episode of Remain Coachable. Another young leader, another student, another athlete talking about understanding self-awareness, putting in the extra work, taking care of the opportunities that come your way and creating opportunities by putting in the work. If you want to check Donovan out, see what he's doing on the lacrosse field and uh, through his college career, check him out on Instagram. You can find him at the D Lacy, T H E D L A C E Y. He's doing great things. He's off to an outstanding start as a coach, as a leader. We are enjoying watching him on the journey, and I'm sure you will too. He has some uh, useful information and especially for young lacrosse players that are coming up and want to do great things. But that's our episode for this week. We uh, dug into a few few new uh, attributes of remaining coachable, how you learn those lessons early and they repeat, and what you're doing to help the next generation move on. Let us know how you feel. Stay in touch. Make sure you're following us on the socials. At Damian L. Butler on Instagram at the manifest one on instagram that'll get you some manifest one empowerment pod and the manifest one empowerment group on facebook on facebook last episode i said on instagram facebook group is the manifest one empowerment group check us out let us know how we're doing again subscribe leave a rating 
Let us know how you feel. We appreciate the time and effort. See y'all next time. Take care of yourselves. Wow.